0: This podcast is a proud member of the That Moment In podcast network. Check out the network at thatmomentin.com.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Cinema Recall podcast here at thatmomentin.com. I am your host, The Vern, and we I've been away for way too long, and I'm very, very happy and excited to be back on the air with you folks and i brought with me a wonderful guest uh he is our box office expert uh we have with us mr mark jackson hello sir
0: hey Vern. it's been quite some time since you and i um you know been on a pod together i think the last one we did was probably the uh the best of 2018
1: that one right at the end of the year i think you're right i think th- yeah i th- i know this is like the first time you've actually been on cinema recall which is Kind of seems it's great that you're on here, but it seems really kinda of odd that it's taken so long for you to be on my show.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll have to try maybe to um to, to to make it a little more of a consistent theme moving forward. But you know, sometimes you just gotta plant plan it right around um, you know, specials and, and, and certain like um topics and I'm very, very excited about what we're talking about today. So uh, yeah, we can definitely hit on logistics moving forward to see if I can be on a little more here and there in the future.
1: Good. Now, um, now I mentioned to listeners that you are a uh, contributor to cin- Cinema Recap, and you're also a uh, contributor to ThatMomentIn.com. Uh, but you also have your own movie site, uh, which is MovieManJackson.com. And uh, maybe tell your listeners out there a little bit about. What it is that you write about? I mean, I know you do movie reviews, but tell me a little bit more about your sites.
0: Yeah, so I've, I've um, been the sole contributor to MovieManJackson.com since January 2014. So um, definitely been going hard for over five years now. I, I joined that moment in uh, right around the end of uh, 2016. So I've been around for about two 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 and a half years on uh, that moment in. And uh, I live here in Columbus, Ohio, Um, a member of the Columbus Film Critics Association and uh, definitely helps out around Oscar season for sure, getting, you know, the various type of screeners and whatnot. But yeah, you know, I I try to uh, contribute a lot of um, uh, recent uh, movies, but from time to time, you know, on that movie, we've got a lot of movie moments and what to watch features. So I, from time to time, I'll definitely contribute towards those. I'm actually working on uh, something that might go out uh, either tonight or the end of tomorrow around John Wick. So uh, be on the lookout Ooh. for that.
1: Now, how did you get involved with the uh, the credit society in your your town there? I mean, who would you contact? I mean, just for listeners out listeners out there who are, want to be more involved with getting like press streaming passes, like how did you get involved with that?
0: Yeah, so. Um I used to work with um, uh, a member of the Columbus Film Critics Association. Um, I didn't know that they were actually a part of it until you know I started looking at the work a lot more, and I saw that they you know had this um, honor of being a part of the um, association. So you know I had been at this point it was like July 2016, and I had been pretty. I felt like I had a good amount of work out there to you know really. know stick my claim to to being a member it's something where if I would have tried to do it maybe after nine months then you know I don't think I necessarily would have had you can you know use this word lightly like the clout but you know after doing it for a little while I was like yeah I think I could definitely contribute to uh, you know this uh, this association so I reached out um, to my old co-worker then uh, they kind of referred me to um, the the the, um, society founder um, Mark Pfeiffer Uh, he's actually a local he was a local professor for uh, one of the schools out here at Audubon University. But, uh, yeah, you know, they wanted, they asked to see my website, and basically how they do it is, you know, they send out um, your your credentials and your website, and, you know, it's basically a committee vote of about, you know, how, however many people are on, this, uh, on the association. So I think it was like 18 to 20, and, uh, you know, I, I got uh, um, approval needed, and, you know, since then I, I've been a member. So I, it's kind of just one of those things where, usually if you're kind of close to a big city or in a semi-big city, your um, city might have one, so it definitely wouldn't hurt you to, um, you know, Google whatever keywords you want to use, see if your city has one, and then figure out, like, uh, you know, who the, um, the the founder is, and as long as you kind of have a body of work to uh, go off of, uh, you might have a shot.
1: Well, okay, well, thank you very much for that. That is some really good, helpful tips out there. Um, I mean, it's kind of cool to get, like, uh, movie screeners, but uh, has, there, has there ever been, like, a situation where you got a screener that you didn't really want to review? Have you ever been forced to review a film you didn't want to review?
0: I actually have, haven't have been forced to review a film that I didn't want to review. A lot of times it's, um, I, I have the feeling sometimes that, you know, if I am getting them, obviously it's, it's, upon my duty to do my absolute best to watch them. Now, with that said, I do have a fairly consistent day-to-day job as well. But, you know, if a movie is, you know, semi-big, or if I know that it's got a huge chance of, you know, um, doing a lot of work, maybe in the uh, Academy Awards or uh, the Golden Globes, then I'm going to watch it even if I maybe know, you know, right away that it's probably not something I really have interest in. But if it's going to be an awards player, then I've got to watch it at least. So i don't know if that necessarily answers your question but if i have any inclination whatsoever of that movie you know being in the conversation for many different words and if i like don't have a ton of interest i will still force myself to watch it just because a lot of people don't get that opportunity so um you know i I definitely want to um you know be very thankful for um what i have been given even if sometimes i might not have the utmost interest in everything i do
1: receive Well, you're a brave man. Brave, brave man, sir. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate being on this episode. Uh, As you could most likely tell from the description on your podcast player app, we are going to be discussing about social media and movies, and the two movies that we chose were Assassination Nation and Ingrid Goes West. Uh, But what we're going to do right now is we're going to play just some quick ad spots From other great podcasts that you should definitely check out so we'll be back to discuss about uh one of these features all right stay tuned
0: we'll return after these messages good morning fellow horror fans my name is gracie and i'm abby and we're the hosts of the podcast good morning nancy that's morning with an ou want to listen to a horror movie podcast from the female perspective check out our show. Not only do we discuss our favorite horror films and why we love them, but we also point out any representation in the film. All while drinking a nice cup of coffee. We've got episodes on Beetlejuice, The Thing, Prom Night, Saw, Frankenstein, Jaws. There's something for everyone. So go to goodmorningnancy.com and have a listen, won't you? Remember, that's morning with an O-U. That's M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. Good morning, Nancy.com. We love you all to death. Have a great morning. Goodbye. This podcast is a proud member of the Lamb Podcasting Network. Find the network at largeassmovieblogs.com. Hello, everyone. This is JD from the In Session Film Podcast. Each week, we review the latest from Hollywood, California. Well, yes, Brendan. We also give top three lists. Okay. Yeah. Thanks again, Brendan. Additionally, you can hear us talk other movie news, trailers, varying movie series, or other interesting film-related topics, and even rants and raves of the week. That's correct, Brendan. On top of our main show, every Friday, you can also hear our extra film podcasts. Good job, Brendan. Thank you, JD. It's my goal to make you proud. You're the father, after all. (laughs) Yes, and I'm very proud. Uh, You can listen to the In Session Film podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or at InSessionFilm.com. Brendan, will you please let me complete just one? Nope. Oh, for heaven's sake. Listen to the In Session Film Podcast every Monday and Friday. Subscribe today and hear me verbally beat JD like a Cherokee drum. No, 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 no. That's not ki- how this works, sir. Hey, no, you you, no, 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 you no. go
1: cry at midnight special again, okay? Oh, okay. That's what you're I, I will. good for.
0: I will. You know what? And I'll do it while pummeling you. I'll do both at the same time. How are you going to pummel me? Yeah, I, I, I don't, don't, I don't buy it that. That's just how it works. <laughs>
1: We are back, episode here of Cinema Recall, and the movie that me and Mark are going to tackle first is Ingrid Goes West. Wait, wait, wait. A couple of ground rules, okay? Okay. I need you to tell everyone that you're my boyfriend. It's a long story, but I just need you to say everyone. No, 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 no,
0: no, no I did it. I'm, I see that you dig me. I dig you. I'll be your boyfriend. Uh, okay. I'll be your boyfriend. Okay,
1: whatever. Um, and also, no Batman talk. What am I supposed to talk about? I don't know these people. Something cool, like food or clothes or Joan Didion.
0: Okay. Talk about comic books or anything, these people don't care about stuff like that. Anything else you might just say? Yes, whatever you do, just stay away from Nikki. Who's Nikki? Nikki is Taylor's brother, and he's a liar and a drug addict, and he's just not to be trusted, okay?
1: Oh, God! What's up? Hey! Who's that? This is Dan Pinto, my imaginary boyfriend. Dan Pinto? Yeah. My sister says you're obsessed with Batman. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, get the f*** out, Olga! Why didn't you tell me? I f- love Batman! Nikki, great to meet you. Harley! Uh, you just heard a scene from the new comedy, Ingrid Grows West. Uh, now, this movie stars Aubrey Plaza and Elizabeth uh, Olsen and O'Shea Jackson Jr and it concerns a woman played by Aubrey Plaza, she's Ingrid, and she's very much obsessed with social media, uh, to the point where she finds someone online that she likes, and she'll go to extreme lengths to become her friend, and make sure that she eats the same type of food as hers. And in this movie, uh, she discovers Elizabeth Olson's character. She plays a woman known as uh, Taylor Sloan, I think what it is. And she lights whatever posts on Instagram and makes a funny comment. And uh, Taylor uh, comments back. And so Ingrid thinks that this woman is her new best friend. And earlier in the film, we have seen that Ingrid has been become obsessed with this other girl. At yeah. that point, in the beginning of the movie, she didn't get invited to a wedding. And so when she <laughs> arrives, she insults the girl and sprays her in the face with mace. And she's been uh, put into this, uh, I guess, mental institution for like a long time. But now she's got this new person, and she's totally obsessed with her. Um, Mark, let's just kind of get your general thoughts about yeah, Ingrid Goes West.
0: Absolutely. So um, this movie came out around uh, August of 2017. Um, I remember going in this movie... I honestly didn't know that it was actually a thing until at the time. it's a kind of interesting story, but at the time I had an Instagram, and uh, you know I follow O'Shea Jackson Jr. and he had a little post about this movie is coming out. I was like, wow, this looks interesting. I didn't see any trailers. Um, I looked to see if it was playing near my uh, recent uh, or, or my closest theater, and I, lo and behold, I saw it did. I went to see it on that Friday, and uh, I thought it was a pretty, uh, a pretty well-made, kind of awesome movie. Um, I wrote about it on ThatMoment.com. You can find it um, by doing a search, but. Yeah, you know, I went in, I watched it once, and I knew I really, really liked it. I had not rewatched it since until about a week and a half ago in preparation for this pod, whenever we're going to do it. And I, you know what? I actually think it's one of the better movies of the decade. Um, you know, I, I think it nails a lot of, a lot of small things about um, sort of the ups and downs of social media. And I would say it takes a lot more of a pessimistic view of social media than it does, like, an optimistic view. Would you kind of agree with that, too?
1: I, I would agree to a point that it does take a pessimistic view. Not so much for the people who yeah. are kind of obsessed with these, uh, I guess what we call it, uh, self-made celebrities, people that have like all these... Influencers, that's what they call it, them. As with the coin thirst, I'm, I'm so new to this whole <laughs> thing about social media influencers. Uh, yeah. I do remember there was a documentary on like Netflix all about this. Um, this whole thing about social media influencers. I don't know if you've seen it. I uh, but it, it, it has to deal with people like um, who's that one girl who's been really big? Per Hilton. Okay. does with hers. Yeah. American Meme. Oh, okay. Is what that documentary talks about. Yeah, I mean, it, the fact that it kind of shows Aubrey uh, Plaza's character as a person that it could very well be like anyone else. Anyone else that just wants to have, like, a friend because this is a woman who is really afraid to be herself. Yeah. She wants to have the most coolest clothes and the best friends, and she wants to be trending. She wants to be the most hippest person in the world. And she doesn't even really like a lot of the things that are trended. There's that great sequence when she goes into a restaurant yep. that Taylor Sloan mentions on her Instagram page and says that this is the best food ever, and she orders the same as that food that she ordered, has one bite of it, and Ingrid just spits it out. And I love the next scene. She's like or- having like McDonald's next to her yep. and eating that stuff because that's what she loves. And they that's the character of uh, Taylor Sloan is, in a way, just being as fake as Ingrid. Like, Ingrid looks up to Taylor Sloan, but Taylor Sloan is still is about as fake as she gets. I mean, there's that great sequence when she's talking, I guess interest talking with Wyatt Russell's character, saying that uh, Taylor was not this hip person. She was this shy, introverted girl. And I think that to be kind of fascinating. Also kind of find it fascinating, too, that the only person that actually... Can see Ingrid for being, who her for who she is a little bit, is oh she Jacksons Jr.'s character of uh, Don Pinto, and I love the fact that he did out about Batman and not just any Batman, it's a Joel Schumacher Batman. Sure,
0: yeah, uh, that's a funny um, bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean just the fact that you have a uh, character like Ingrid who's very socially adapted, she's probably a person whose mother tried to instill her uh, this value of beauty, and so she felt like she, you know, the only way she can have friends is if she likes the same things that everybody else likes. So that's what I kind of got from that character's.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I carry a lot of the the, the same, um, I guess, you know, parallels or um, the same kind of things you read, you read into too with a lot of the characters. I guess, you know, I kind of just like, the, the basics the movie Nails. I think it was directed by um, Matt Spicer, and it was his debut movie, but, you know, just like scrolling through the feed and, and liking every single post, I mean, we see her do that a couple times, and she's not even given any thought to it. It's just very, very mindless, but, you know, that kind of comes up a lot in the movie. Um, or, or, or another thing that's kind of cool, you know, they, they use this internal voice uh, tagged to um, Taylor Sloan, Elizabeth Ol- Olsen's character, you know, like hashtag reach for the stars right it's very very cringy stuff um that you know it, it is supposed to be very kind of self-serving you know look at me you know i've i'm doing everything right and you know my life is so sunny so peachy so bright or we're getting that right angle for that perfect photo there's that super hilarious uh, moment in the movie where um they're going out to, i think to joshua tree or you know some other place maybe in in, in the west wyoming and their car breaks down, but you know, Taylor thinks it's an amazing time to capture a photo after getting it fixed. And then they you know, get the mechanic to take the photo, and they're like, can you bend down a little bit? Can you get on your, can you get on your uh, belly? Can you get it at this 45-degree angle? It's that little stuff, you know, because all of us know people uh, in real life who you know, um, will, will do anything to curate that perfect photo or that perfect moment. And you know, there's a huge argument for if you're doing all this—is the are you really capturing the moment as it is, or are you just trying to show the moment as how you want to be perceived? And I think it's a lot of times it is the latter.
1: Yeah, I try to kind of grew to the most part that it's always the latter, and I get really irritated when people just post images all the time, like, the whole day is basically advertised for me, and I'm like, I don't really want to see that, all right? It's one thing if you're on vacation and you take, like, you know, like a couple photos, like, here, here's me and my friends, or here's me and my girlfriend at the beach, all right? But I'm not going to take every single thing about what we ate or, you know, how she goes to the bathroom or things like that. I'm not going to be interested in seeing that because no one else would be interested in seeing that at all, right. um, You know, you did bring up, a, and I'm just kind of losing my, my train of thought here there, uh, but one thing that I liked about this feature, what Matt Spicer did, is that this could have easily been like a horror feature, like a horror thriller feature, mm-hmm. because even though Ingrid is emotionally unstable, you still have to be involved with this character this movie so she can't be someone you completely are taken back by you're a little wary of her actions uh especially at the beginning when she goes and breaks into a home and kidnaps uh, taylor's dog yeah and holds them uh you know that what she's doing is wrong but yeah at the same time you don't really hate her for her actions all right uh it's just when the movie becomes uh more and more uh deeper, and it becomes more dark, and you realize the, you know, the, I guess you call it here, like the, what's the word I'm looking for here, like this, the length she goes.
0: Yeah, yeah. To
1: get what she wants there. uh, That's when things become a little bit more disturbing. It's really hard for me to get involved with that character. I'll get get into that more when it comes to, like, my favorite moments, Uh, but do you have, like, a favorite moment?
0: Um, do I have a favorite moment? I have quite a few in this in this movie. Actually, the more I think about it, I think it's kind of one of my favorite movies of the decade. And, okay. you know, I'm, I'm I'm jumping forward just a little bit. But this is actually kind of one of the movies that made me, you know, rethink how I use social media. And I've never been much of a um, a, a heavy user anyway. The only thing I really have now is a Twitter. But, um, you know, me not being a heavy user and, and watching this movie, I was... It kind of did just, you know, force me to, like, do I really need this? I, I'm i already kind of cynical as it is in real life, and I don't really like taking a lot of pictures. I very much kind of value my privacy, and I don't really like, you know, um, everyone kind of selling me on things that probably don't happen the way they are. So this is one of the movies that kind of really, I'd say, ultimately... Prompted me to delete, you know, my my Instagram and my Facebook, uh, you know, December of last year. But that we can get, we can come back to that. But okay, uh, okay. Fa- I would say favorite moment probably when we really start to uh, see the Ingrid's ruse, you know, start to you know um, spiral downward. Maybe just slightly before that, though. It's when we are kind of getting deep into spoilers here, but. You know. Oh yeah,
1: trust <laughs> me. Every single episode of *Cinema Recall*. In fact, I should just pull a disclaimer on the all front right. each the show. There's gonna be spoilers, all right? Okay. There's gonna be, yeah. <laughs>
0: all right, so yeah, you know, Ingrid, we've we've kind of proved, we've kind of shown or been shown about half the movie that she can be pretty manipulative. You know, she Dan is probably one of the most you know, um, authentically real people in the movie. Everyone else is kind of different shades of fake or, like, very, very fake, but yeah. he is, like, most true to himself. Well, he's he
1: can... the... Yeah, he's the only true person in this movie.
0: Yeah, I would say so. Uh,
1: or, or even, like, uh, uh, Wyatt Jackson's character or White Russell's yeah,
0: character. Yeah, and even then, like, he's got some things that maybe... I like second viewing stood out to me more than first, but I'd say overall, yeah, you know, O'Shea Jackson's character, Dan Pinto, he's the most real person in the movie, but you know, immediately when Ingrid moves out, you know, he takes a liking to her. He's obviously very attracted to her. And one of the, one of the few moments, it's a very brief moment that stood out to me was, um, you know, everything's so instantaneous nowadays, you know, Ingrid's always on her phone, you know, once you get someone's number, you can kind of sync it to a lot of these apps. You can figure out what type of media they do have. You know, he follows her immediately and, you know, she gets excited, but not because he's following her, because he got excited because she thought, you know, something, some other stimuli was going to happen. But she just saw, oh, he's following me. I always kind of like that moment just a little bit or when they show um, him making a comment on one of her photos and she just like kind of you're like, ugh. you know, you think that any gratification is kind of good gratification. But the movie shows that, you know, she only wants the gratification. Of what she desires which is you know being in with taylor sloan and that whole crowd those are just very small moments but i'm ultimately getting to um that that real moment i really like so you know ingrid is very manipulative um Everyone kind of starts to doubt her story about having a boyfriend. She really doesn't have a boyfriend, but she knows that Dan really, really likes her. So she uses that to her advantage because Taylor's hosting this party and everyone finally wants to see um, her boyfriend, you know, in real, in the flesh. So she brings Dan along to pose as a boyfriend, but, you know, she gives him very clear guidelines as to what he can and can't say, like, for example, he can't bring up Batman. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so, you know, he's like, what are you doing? You know, this is this is me. You know, why are you trying to tamper me down? She dresses him in this particular way. And, he, you know, you can tell it's just not him. But uh, once, you know, Nikki, that's um, that's uh, Taylor's you know brother, kind of uh, eccentric, kind of oddball, awkward brother, whatever you want to call it. You know, they hit it off really, really quick. And you can just tell Ingrid's like, what the hell is going on? But um, there's that, you know, whole entire moment, which is kind of like a microcosm, you know, of the movie, you know, um, Ingrid's doing her best to, I guess, be, you know, this person that she thinks she is. But obviously she's not that, but she thinks she's doing the best she can by, you know, tampering other people's, you know, um, uh, know, real life personas down and, you know, everything just kind of comes to backfire. And then from that moment... You know, a couple minutes later, we really start to, you know, see the downfall of her, you know, uh, when uh, Nikki grabs her phone and he already knows, he's been knowing something's just a little off about uh, Ingrid, but he's able to grab her phone, um, figure out her passcodes and then, you know, kind of start getting into just how deep does the wormhole go with her and his sister. And then from there, you know, I would say that's the moment where it really starts getting into full on, you know, Um, black comedy, even horror, I mean, I guess it's already been black comedy, but it really starts to get kind of, you know, horrific and kind of, you know, depressing in ways too, very disturbing some of those scenes, so that's kind of the pivot moment for me in that movie.
1: Oh, definitely, Uh, and even afterwards, like, so there's there's spoilers there, so uh, even after uh, uh, Ingrid and um, Dan, they try to kidnap Nikki right and then uh, later on uh, Taylor Sloan finds out about it and there's that moment when she keeps trying to call their house yeah that was so
0: cringy so it was and then
1: uh, um, Taylor's uh, husband uh, Ezra as we said was played by Wyatt Russell he keeps telling her look go away all right. The only reason why you're not in jail is because of uh, Nikki blackmailing you. You yep. need to leave us alone. And she keeps messaging back and forth. She keeps calling. Uh, She even decides to spend the rest. So we didn't say this earlier, but the only reason why Indra is able to go out to uh, California to visit Taylor is because her mom has left her $60,000 yeah. in her will. All right. So that's the only reason why she's able to afford this. And she's even able to buy a house that Taylor Sloan has talked about wanted to buy just so that she could be closer. And just her downfall of her having to choose between like toilet paper and beer. (laughs) Yeah. At a local mark there, it was just like, oh my gosh. And I I was at that moment there. I'm like, wow, she could go either way. Like this film was starting to be like a really kind of light her comedy. But this is the moment where she could just start going really crazy. And it could have been a horror film. I mean, I was reminded, I was reminded of, like, films such as Single White Female, uh-huh. where uh, another woman has a obsession with another one. And I'm thinking that this could go into that territory. She could easily, you know, knock off uh, Taylor's husband just as easily as she tried to knock off her brother. Yep. Um, and there is actually really kind of moments near the end of this, which I really, I just could spoil right now, but I don't really want to spoil that part, is at the very end. Um, yeah. But there's a great moment where she actually does open up uh, to her Instagram followers and to let people see the real her, and it's really kind of heartbreaking. But yet, I don't, And then at the next scene, I That's don't think the she one... learns anything.
0: Yeah, that's the one issue I kind of have with the movie. The last ten minutes, I think I wish they would have maybe you know committed a little harder to um, what they were suggesting. And again, uh, we spoiled a whole bunch, but I really don't want to spoil the exact ending of the movie. Yeah, but.
1: I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I, I agree with that too. I, I don't I do think she learns anything from her actions, and I feel like it's just trying to continue on. Like yeah, I, yeah.
0: and I guess you know um, I I, I kind of brought this point up. Um, somewhere else when i wrote when i wrote my piece uh two years ago but you know i kind of wish if anyone's ever seen the movie unfriended um that i think it was 2016 2017 you know everyone everything starts happening on a um on a skype um you know scene i kind of wish these two those two movies would have flip-flop endings and kind of getting a little more uh specific than i wanted to be but i definitely feel like it would have been a very, very strong ending if they would have committed one way and then show like, oh, you know, she finally got what she was after. You know, it just was ironic that it had to happen that way. But that's the only really thing where, you know, even after watching it the second time, I still don't feel it's the strongest ending they could have went with, especially after seeing, um, you know, just how, um, you know, she's treated one of the other characters and the other character kind of brushes it off. And it's like, did you learn anything either about this person? You know, she's obviously... Um, not what you need, you know, out of um, out of someone else. So yeah, watching again, that's the only real thing where I still think it's kind of like an iffy sort of week ending. I would like to them to um to to commit another route.
1: Yeah, because you, you when you see uh when uh, uh O'Shea Jackson Jr.'s character shows up to uh, visit her again, Ingrid, I actually thought that those two were going to have, like, a friendship, actually a real friendship, not a fake relationship, and she would have made Lee have given up social media, like, she would have her phone, but decided to, like, put it down and actually talk to him as a person, maybe learn from that aspect. Like, you don't need to have friends online. Like, you're real friends in front of you. Like, here's, like, a real friend in front of you. You know, who's there for you? The people online are not going to be your real friends at all. Yeah, and I think that the ending of it just kind of like discloses that. And
0: I guess we did kind of. And I guess we did kind of uh, spoil it more or less. But I, I guess, and maybe that's the point that you know the director's trying to make. You know, um, you know, we can make this grand, um, this this grand point, this grand suggestion, but you know, maybe we, maybe in this day and age, in this tech technological day and age, we really don't learn anything, you know. As long as we get the validation that we were kind of seeking, then, you know, that's the stimuli. We go right back to, you know, the 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 loophole that, you know, we maybe could have got out of. Because I mean, that's the that's the scene that the movie ends on, you know, our face that's like you know everyone's saying you know um oh wow I, I i we're totally this person you know i get ingrid i get where she's coming from you know i think the the hashtag i am ingrid is used and then you know we can tell she's taken all this in and then it kind of just ends on that um on facade and i guess and I, I, again i still don't really like the ending a whole bunch but i guess that's the point being made that you know um maybe we don't change really that much in this in this technological day and age you know um Everything is is designed for us to, you know, uh, take our attention off of what really is important and what really is in front of us.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, Well, I'm going to get into my favorite moment of this movie. And this is the moment where you really start to see Ingrid's obsession with Taylor Sloan. And it has to do with their car ride. And they're listening to, I think it is, uh, Jodice's All My Life. Yep. And so, the song comes on, and Taylor's singing it, like, very ironically. She's just thinking that this is a song from her past, and she's kind of grooving along to it, not taking it seriously. And she's singing to Ingrid, and Ingrid is singing back, but it's the expressions on their faces. Like, Taylor's all about having fun, but Ingrid is actually really believing in the song's lyrics. Mm Mm-hmm about all my life I waited for someone like you, and the intensity in Aubrey Plaza's face, and she has like this look of like love and devotion, and you can hear, you can see like tears start to well up in yeah. her eyes when she's singing the song. It's both really hilarious just because of the juxtaposition of the two characters and how they have different meanings to this song from the '90s, which I thought was. Really good. The only, th- only thing I wish would would, uh, only, thing I wi- only thing I, fuck, only thing <laughs> I wished would happen during the scene is that it was set during the daytime.
0: Oh, uh, yeah.
1: Just so I can see those eyes a little bit more because it's hard to tell. Right off bat, you think that this is a scene about two girls having fun with the song, uh, but it's their expressions, their different expressions, is what I love the most. And her intensity is like. Don't... Ingrid's intentions like, don't you dare leave me like the last one he does or otherwise I will fucking kill you. Alright? Right? right. Just that... as that Edge of just being very suspenseful and comical at the same time too which is really kind of... Uh, I got give another shout credit to uh, Matt Spicer for that sequence. But that was one of my favorite moments of that movie.
0: And there's a lot. I mean, and there's a lot of them. I, I think, you know, overall for me it's just how just the little things are, are nailed. I already talked about, you know, the, the unconscious scrolling, you know, um, um, I, I feel like a lot of us, you know, know, uh, we've experienced an Ingrid before, you know, in our lives, uh, whether male or female, or maybe, you know, maybe we might not want to admit it, but some of us might be Ingrid itself. Like, you know, we just can't put down our phones and we just so, you know, immersed in this digitized age. We care about you know, who is liking what, uh, you know, we post, or, you know, who likes another person's post. why aren't they liking my posts, you know, all that stuff, I just think, like, the, the small things are, are really, really nailed, you know, in this movie, and he, and he does it in a pretty brief runtime, I think it's only, like, 97 minutes, but, you know, goes from, you know, hilarious black comedy, to you know, to, to satire, you know, it's got drama, romance, and, you know, and horror, too, especially near, you know, the, the last 20, 30 minutes, but, yeah, um, I, I really, really like the movie, you know, save for like the last 10 minutes, that ending. I think it's a really, really strong movie. Uh, I think it's Aubrey Prav's best acting work. It's, I think it was O'Shea Jackson Jr.'s second acting role right after like Straight Outta Compton. It was, um, yeah. I, I want to see him get, you know, more and more stuff. I think he's, I, I think he's super talented, you know, a lot more range than his father, who is, you know, a pretty good, you know, actor for being a rapper. But I think, you know, he can make this a career. I, I think he's got amazing range. He can be dramatic and be an action star. He's very funny and long shot, which just came out recently. I have talked about that on thatmomentin.com. You know, he can do a lot. So uh, I think this was also a movie where it's like, wow, this is a complete pivot from what he just did in Smile. Comp. He's got a lot of range. So um, highly recommended. And yeah, I would say it's probably one of my favorite you know movies of the decade for sure.
1: I would have to agree with all your sentiments right there. I just watched it just last night, and it still hold up very well from when I first saw it in theaters. Uh, I think it has like wonderful performances from not only O.J. Jackson Jr., like we mentioned, but also Elizabeth Olsen um, and uh, Wyatt uh, Russell. And uh, I do believe that this is one of the best roles that Albert Plaza has done. Um, and, yes, uh, when it comes to social media, I do have a Twitter account. Cinema Recall does have a Twitter account. Yeah. We have Facebook. With Instagram. I try my best not to post that often. I will try to make a post at least once a day, uh, but then you get a lot of people kind of like liking your stuff and making comments on Twitter. Like, you know, I don't want to be rude, so I'll message them back, but then you get kind of curious about what are people responding back with and what are they saying about your sites. And I'm very honored and thankful that people take uh, similar recall and other posts and share articles. (laughs) And yeah, it's. uh, kind of a cool thing and you know i'm very thankful for it but i don't want to have it be like my all in be all yeah
0: and honestly that's part of the reason why i still you know have twitter i i think twitter out of the, the core three is less um you know about um i don't know you know getting the right photos or you know saying the right things you know like, twitter has its, its downfalls too um uh, but it is a place where you can get news pretty fast you can you know kind of connect with a, a fairly like-minded community and it's not all about you know the superficiality aspect like I've kind of mentioned I like to think I'm kind of a, a, a private person and I've never really been into that like that selfie type culture and I was never really all that high in Facebook I was kind of active in college but everyone's active in college but after that I really found myself not really being on that so much but you know I really kind of started dislikes of the time I was spending on Instagram you know seeing a lot of the same things and you know people trying to get those right captions and those right photos and you know um sometimes you know when i've been there before um where you know you post something and it's like wow no i kind of expected this to get you know a little more likes but you know when i started thinking like that i'm like listen to yourself mark this stuff doesn't even matter you know if you're gonna think like that you know it's probably best to just you know delete that stuff and i ended up deleting it and i really haven't looked back since so um yeah it works for me, you know, for, for other people, they might need it, but for me, I'm just totally fine with, you know, what I've got and uh, and Twitter and kind of managing uh, my, um, my my websites, and I like to think, you know, I, I like to let my work speak for itself.
1: Sure. Yeah, I'm trying to do the same thing, too. Like, I'm only posting things on Cinema Recall when yeah. it comes to promoting episodes of the show, all right? I'm not posting you by daily food right. or anything like that. Like, here, here's a new episode. Go to thatmomentin.com or here's a new article, check this out, and I'm just doing that. Just promoting more of, like, work yeah. that I've done than personal things about myself. All right. right. I can post personal things about myself, about going to a movie, if it has something to do with the actual site and talking about movies.
0: I'll oh, put yeah. On there. And like I said, you know, I think Twitter is a little different than the other two, you know, sites. Um, You know, you can really get into um, some sometimes in-depth conversations with other, you know, like-minded people without, you know, it coming off as, um, you know, superficial or, you know, sometimes like overly pompous or anything. So I do think, you know, at least in my opinion, I, I like Twitter from that aspect a lot more than the other two sites. But again, just speaking for myself, um, I I generally like Twitter. Um, you know, I, I, there's, there's less of an impact on, you know, things needing to be, you know, visual and really eye-catching, you know, so I I like that aspect a lot more.
1: Yeah, very good, very good. Um, Well, that's gonna end our conversations about Ingrid Goes West. Uh, Both me and Mark really like this movie. I know it's playing for free on Hulu, so if you have Hulu, you can definitely go watch it there. Uh, Otherwise, you can most likely stream it on other platforms uh, that are around, but highly suggest uh, checking it out if you can. We are going to move now on to Assassination Nation, uh, but here is a small trailer.
0: I read this quote from this writer whose name I forget, but it said something like 10% of the population is cruel, and 10% is merciful, and the other 80% can be swayed in either direction. I'm also pretty sure that that writer has never seen a world star fight vid, or 4Chan, or Twitter. Slay him We got some Salem bitches on the
1: motherfucking
0: ride! Because at the end of the day, nothing unites us like a good tragedy. We're good
1: people! Alright, so you just heard a small trailer for Assassination Nation, and I'm going to do my best to not go, I mean, it's going to be hard to to not go into spoilers with this feature, Uh, but I'm just going to basically tell you the basic plot of this movie. Mm -hmm. Alright, so in the town of Salem, uh, there are these four girls, and one day... Uh, a mayor's account gets hacked. And it, it turns out that this mayor, who was against uh, gay rights and everything, is... Being, he, he gets exposed as being gay and, you know, uh, actually uh, having uh, uh, transgender love affairs and the whole town gets in a uproar about him. And then later on, the uh, principal gets hacked and they all think that he's a pedophile because he has uh, pictures of his daughter in a bathtub. And then everyone's once gets count hat, and these four girls uh, get blamed for it, and the whole town becomes violent towards them. And that's all I'm really going to say. As a basic plot description of the movie. Um, I I want to hear your uh, general thoughts about that. Okay.
0: I'll, I'll, I'll do my best. I do remember uh, when we were... Myself and John were just kind of getting started on um, Cinema Recap and you um, were, you know, in the early days you were uh, on and you, you were join us every now and then. Uh, yeah. You love this movie and I think it was maybe your number one movie of, of 2018 if I remember it, correctly. It, it,
1: you, you are a dream man. It definitely was my number one movie, yes.
0: Yes. So, it's not it's not, I don't have this movie is, in as high regard as you do but there are some things I definitely like about it. I do think it is kind of all over the place. I, I don't know if it de- ne- doesn't necessarily know, you know, what it, it really, you know, truly wants to be. Um, but there's a lot of style to this movie. And I do think that, um, you know, the core message about uh, social media um, and, and ultimately I think it's, it's another movie that takes a sort of, you know, a pessimistic message on it uh, as opposed to a, you know, optimistic message. I do think it absolutely nails that um, piece, too. Um, so I think, I think I like it more from a, um, a stylish piece than just more of like, you know, certain certain scenes, certain like aspects of the movie as opposed to it as a whole. I don't hate the movie and I still think I would probably recommend it to someone. But it is um, very much, you know, a movie where some some people might, you know, for stretches be like, what am I watching here? And I, I'll be honest, I did have that uh, approach from time to time. But there are some things I really did like about the movie.
1: I hear what you're saying there. And I do think that this movie has really good, uh, I guess, how much say this right here. For me, what I love best about uh, this feature is kind of like the insights where it comes to what people think how girls should yeah. behave Absolutely. at. And I think that was really just, just, Right there, and I do agree that some of the messages are over the place. Like, great sequence, and I'm going to one of my favorite moments right now. Let's All do right. it. Did I do this? When um, I'm trying to look my name right now. So Lily, she's the main character played by Oh Yun. Uh She's at the dinner table, and this happens right after the principal's uh, internet account has been hacked, and people are seeing the pictures of his young daughter in the bathtub, and they're claiming him to be a pedophile and she made a good uh, observation that nudity is not overly sexual. You are making it sexual. Sure. And her parents are attacking her saying, well, I'm not going to have you defend this uh, pedophile. And she's like, well, mom, there's a, naked, there's a naked picture of me up on the mantle. Is that child pornography? I don't think so. Uh, so I do think that her and uh, the other uh, four characters, they are ones that have just been Throughout the years, been told to act one way, be this way. You know, you gotta be sweet and innocent, or you gotta be, you know, sexy and alluring to catch the man. Yeah, I, I, I do understand what you're saying too. How that there's certain things that are all over the place with the feature, but just kind of the general main theme. This, this for me, it feels like the Me Too movement with machine guns
0: yeah and i love and it and and lo- that's a good point for sure
1: and i kind of love it for that right there i mean you actually have the character that joel McHill plays and he's this kind of warm you know loving husband and he wants to have like these fantasies about this younger teenager and when he's exposed as being that guy you know suddenly he's the villain, and so he's got to go ahead and attack her and blame her for dressing this way or seducing him when it actually was him all along. Because she tells us a story, uh, I think it is to uh, Bets, played by Hardy Neff, about how she was driving home with him after babysitting his kid, and that he actually was listening to her and he put his hand on her thigh, and it just evoked these feelings because no other boy has ever done that before um i do like the fact and i'm i'm kind of going over the place this movie because i feel like the movie kind of goes a little bit over the place mm-hmm. as well but i like the fact that it starts off with like trigger warnings like yeah. these are going to be the things that are going to be discussing this and they may or may not offend you uh but we're just going to go out with this uh i think it's kind of a brave movie for a studio to release uh, especially you know with all the types of um, violent activities that have been happening around you know schools and everything and right showing these uh, young girls with these guns and them standing up for themselves. Uh, I think it's a very much a uh, pro feminist movie. It is. Um, I think
0: I think so at least yeah
1: yeah and, and also to me it kind of feels like it's a movie that really attacks like older generations mm-hmm. you know like maybe i i have a feeling that uh and i'm not trying to uh uh divide people politically but i feel like uh, this is a movie that was made kind of like an attack against the whole trump administration
0: uh yeah yeah i i think there's definitely some things you can um you know suggest uh that that it does on that front i i i think i i definitely side more with this you know being i think a a, a feminist type movie is it's very much you know um females let's you know take at least in my opinion again i can't speak for you know females i'm not one but i do think you know it's kind of like you know let's take control of our own fates you know or our own destinies my favorite moment i think it kind of alluded to it and i'm kind of have the beauty of the internet and doing this uh you know um over Skype is I can pull up your review and kind of look at some of the stuff you did, but I think you kind of um, hit it right near the end of the movie where, um, you know, uh, or right near the end of the post where Lily is, uh, she has that monologue, you know, during the party where, you know, she talks about how women are supposed to behave, you know, what what we're supposed to post, you know, um, how we're supposed to get people um, in interested in us, and, you know, if we don't get people interested, then this is what... We need to do, or if I'm not acting this way, then I'm disappointing someone. And if I'm disappointing someone, then, you know, I'm disappointing this and this. And I'm probably butchering some of the, some of the uh, the monologue. But I do think so. it, it was my favorite moment of the movie. It's a very strong directed moment. It's got like a lot of things happening, you know, um, splices here and, you know, kind of uh, expanding windows here and there and and stuff. So that's my favorite moment of the movie.
1: Yeah, because in that sequence, uh, she talks about her boyfriend Mark. And uh, uh, do you know who her boyfriend Mark is?
0: You can clue me
1: in on that. Um, it, it's uh, okay. It We've seen the movie It.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Bill Skarsgård. Yeah.
1: That that's Pennywise. That's right. That's right. Yep. And I just had no idea that's the same actor from It playing her boyfriend. I thought that was kind of a cool thing. But yeah, her inner monologue. She states that Mark was the first person that ever told her that she was beautiful and that, you know, he he loved her. And it's kind of uh, just opposed with the scene of him yelling at her uh, for the way that she was acting or behaving. And that's kind of a weird thing too because the way she was acting and behaving is what attracted him to her in the first place. Right. And now he's upset that she's doing this again. And then you also have the scene uh, with uh, Bets, and um, I guess uh, Diamond, uh, played by Danny Ramirez. Now we didn't mention this before, but uh, Bets is transgender. Yeah, I mean, actually, everyone, yeah, transgender. Yep. Yeah, you know, everyone, uh, you know, accepts that portion of her, and you know, she meets this guy that doesn't really seem to mind that she's transgender until, like, the very end of their, like, uh, moment together when he says, you know, don't tell anyone about this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, so she's feeling that, yeah, she got together with this guy that she likes, but can't tell anyone about it. And, yeah, that scene with, happens with uh, Lily's character and her boyfriend, Mark, and it's all about how women have been told these lines by guys, and how they can not mean what they mean, if that made sense what I'm trying to say. Late like, seems like for me that Mark told her all these lines in the past, Mark told Lily all these lines of the past about how beautiful she is yep. and special she is, when he just really kind of wanted to get to her pants, and now that he's dating her, he doesn't want her to be the same person that she was. Right, uh,
0: it's like, I, I, you know, you... You get, you know, titillating, you get attracted to, you know, quote unquote, you know, a slut. But when you're actually, you know, dating her or, you know, being seen with her, you don't want what you got attracted to. You don't want the entire world, you know, um, seeing what you got attracted to because you feel like only I should own this or, you know, I should control this. So, yeah, yeah, that's – um. That's that just whole entire monologue, the whole entire sequence. It's probably my favorite moment of the movie, another moment of the movie that I, that's my favorite, but it doesn't really necessarily connect with the social media aspect. It's just like the home invasion. I think that's a well-made oh. part of the movie, but
1: yeah. That is a brilliant moment to bring up there. I like the fact, too, that it's all kind of shot outside of the house. Yep. Very and thanks. the camera, camera moves in through the windows and bats off. And you don't see the intruders there until the camera pans back. And then you see him there. Oh, yeah. I think that that moment is brilliant. Um, I got to say that uh, this was directed by Sam Levinson,
0: mm-hmm.
1: who is Barry Levinson's kid. And for this being his first feature, I I'm, I was really impressed. I, I'm i always impressed with guys. He had a lot
0: them. of style in this movie. That's for sure. You know. So um... I'm really –
1: yeah, I'm kind of excited to see what he does next. with that. and that's just, He also wrote the screenplay for this one, too. So, yeah, I'm definitely curious. And for all the uh, first-time actors, I know that a lot of these actors have probably appeared on other television shows, but I don't really follow Disney Channel or ABC. I've looked up some of these, and I like I know that Suki Waterhouse.
0: Waterhouse, yeah, I think she dates, or has dated Bad the Cooper.
1: Okay, yeah, all right. Well, I know she's insurgent. Okay, all right. Um, but yeah, uh, this the um, lead actress here, Odessa Yun, uh, I thought she was really good in this. Uh, probably uh, one of my favorite roles in this movie. A- and also the character uh, that Hari Neff played with Bats. Those would mm-hmm. probably be like my two uh, favorite characters. It is kind of cool to see Joe McHale... I've seen in community sure. and uh, doing his like his stand up on Netflix with Joe McHale, playing a very kind of a sinister character in this, and I've never seen that done before with him. So I'm really, I was very happy to see that.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm with uh, you. Um, and you know, like I said, I overall I don't I'm pretty sure I do not like the movie as much as you. I'd say maybe the last 20-30 minutes. while they look really really cool. It takes a huge jump to you know see these girls kind of just you know defend themselves and they do a really good job at it but there's no inclination like you know they can just immediately go to handling AR15s you know in a, at the end of the movie i think that's kind of a and it's kind of a curious jump in my opinion it looks cool and it has some cool moments but it's just like these people come action stars and like you know
1: in this band of 5 minutes i don't think the movie is meant to be taken too seriously, it does Duh, have sure, like a lot of yeah. serious themes in there, but there's a moment when they are watching this Japanese exploitation film in their room and I think one of the mentions is the fact that if they were in a movie, they would do things differently, like they would have like a male rape revenge movie, uh-huh. like instead of like instead of, like having uh Susanna George in the movie Straw Dogs get raped, it would be Dustin Hoffman right. and so they do make Uh, I guess mentions to the feature that you know what would happen if we were in a movie like this is not a movie this is real life that we are in and yet there's still fictional characters in a movie I didn't mind the fact so much that they uh, did get the guns and uh, started fighting back Um, I kind of wanted there to be more of that in the end, like, yeah. I do seems?
0: think it's kind of the actual, I guess, and it didn't feel like it felt like it built a whole bunch to you know their release, and they're just gonna you know rain hell on everyone. But in essence, it feels like it's only five or seven minutes. I did feel like it wasn't a really, um, it, the, the, the actual climax didn't feel long enough to me, you know. Uh, so yeah. I'm with you there on that front, too,
1: yeah. But I, I just laid all the different tapes of uh, messages. That this movie has, uh, especially be about uh, what does it do like social media and how we can evoke our like our private life and the hypocrisy of our, our private life and you, you have like these uh, certain things that you look for and you attack someone else for what they like, but then when it comes exposed, that you like the stuff. I'm it's really, I'm not really saying this right here. okay, <laughs> so no i I'll try my best to explain this so uh in the future, a lot of the adults are mad in this movie because yep. they are counted hats, and all their secrets are exposed, so I'm sure it's probably like a lot of like porn history or you know things that are are taboo that right. they probably you know they would be down upon if people found out about this stuff sure. there. And I'm thinking that, well, everyone has kind of a little bit of a dark side to them anyways. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that your internet history really means that you're a bad person. Like the principal who, you know, discovered that, you know, he likes a certain type of porn. And they see the picture of his uh, kid in the bathtub. So they take his porn history And they see the picture of his kid in a bathtub, and they automatically think that, well, this guy is a pedophile because he watches this porn about young girls, and then he has a a picture of his daughter in a bathtub, but they're two separate things, and it has nothing to do with his work as being a school teacher. Oh, And Mm -hmm. that can maybe have something to do with when a celebrity uh, scandal happens. Sure. You know, like, people are always saying that, well, this person got exposed for this, so that means he's a horrible person to make movies or beat movies, and it has a long conversation. And I'm not trying to say that um, you don't have to like the person, but I feel like there's many different threads, all right, to having a person be good at their, good at his or her job. And I think the movie just a movie. I don't think the movie uh, is too preachy in a way. I know some people may say that it is, but it just kind of gives you that thoughts and makes you think a little bit. Like, okay, well, yes, this person has you know porn history that I don't agree with, but has he done anything to the students at the school? No, he hasn't. Okay, and I just like that type of message, and also the message about like we mentioned before on how girls are supposed to act and behave Um, I think that they are also influenced by social media because they want to become like popular or feel attractive and important special Um, there's a moment when uh, it just was uh, uh, Lily is talking with the I I think think, uh, she is actually talking with the principal about um her drawings in art class and she's making this uh, erotic art and she's making a statement about how there'd been a whole bunch of like selfie nudes that happened before that picture that took which really kinda of took me out but that's like one moment I really didn't like too much with her. Like I agree with mostly every one of her um statements, but I didn't agree with that one, but I, I agree with her uh, point in making that statement if that made sense
0: mm-hmm.
1: alright yeah so and I just mainly I just like this movie because I always like watching movies where a bunch of girls get a bunch of guns and want to take down the hierarchy alright yeah Like men like the whole like uh, men telling women how they should behave and that they're going to be basically killing these women for no other reason but exposing their hypocrisy that, yeah, I'm like, all right, yeah, get your gun. If you're gonna kill them, yeah, grab your guns, grab your girls, yeah, let's let's do this.
0: Yeah, um, I think you you know summed up the uh, a lot of the movie a lot better than I could for sure. I guess the only the only other piece that um I kind of like is is the ending. You know, I do think a lot of movie has meaning. Sometimes, uh, you know, it, it gets lost in my opinion in, in in certain ways, or it doesn't clearly define or kind of um, um, summate those meanings, but I do think they're there. But I also find it kind of interesting right at the end where, you know, we do kind of find uh, who was the source of all these leaks. And you know, it very much happens within the it happens very much in the home you know i always say like these type of things are you know connected by one or two degrees and there really is no separation in this case with the person who did the leaks and it has yeah. that line at the end where you know it's like well, why did you do this oh why i did it for the lulls and then the movie just ends you know I, some people i know kind of hate that ending but to me i think it kind of uh, makes a lot of sense for the day and age that we live in. A lot of times people don't do things for any particular reason. I think they do it just because they feel it's going to be funny. And, you know, even if it's going to take down so many people's lives and, you know, um, forever tarnish their legacies or whatever, if it gets a couple of laughs, if it gets a couple of retweets, if it, you know, gets talked about on the evening news or, you know, whatever news source you read, then their goals achieve. And I think that movie kind of brought that up right
1: at the end, and I thought it was a pretty cool way to end the movie. Yeah, well, alright, so here's an example, alright, so a while back, (laughs) uh, I took a video of a lady having, basically, kind of a nervous breakdown, and it was at the bus, and she actually went up to the bus, and actually broke the bus uh, windshield with her hand, because her boyfriend was on the bus, and she would, and he would not leave, and I posted it online, and it got, like, over, like, 2,000 hits, and I got, like, a whole bunch of messages on the whole thing, uh, it didn't quite go viral, but it was, like, that was, like, the biggest views i ever gotten on a video before, and it was just really fascinating, the fact that this woman is having, like, this nervous breakdown, and everyone is, like, laughing about it and everything, and I just felt kind of, like, When I first saw the video, yes, I was kind of laughing about it, mainly because I was frustrated because I wanted to get to work, and Mm -hmm. this lady was stopping the traffic for about a good, like, 30 minutes before she did break the windshield and run off, and the fact that that video got, like, a whole bunch of, like, hits, yeah, I kind of did it for the lulls, and I just felt bad about myself for doing that, uh, but yet, there's also this part about me too, was like thinking, "Oh, wow, this video got a lot of hits. I even got contacted by a news organization about possibly buying the rights to the video to use it, so I would be getting paid for that. But I would be getting paid for someone else's misery, and I just couldn't really feel right about myself for doing that, so I declined their offer. Right. And I think that uh, with some of the character, one of the characters does in this, uh, kind of matches. Uh, My own personal view about that because we all most of us want to have that become viral and become a big huge Sensation Uh, that's why every girl in this feature. They're constantly posting things on their page and they're constantly sending things out because they do want to be noticed, but also they live in this age right now where privacy is not that big of a thing it happened ever since they started putting cameras everywhere in the cities like mm-hmm. it seems that p- privacy is no longer an issue and a lot of kids now who are growing up they don't really think of anything as being private anymore like everything right is basically going to be sold out there or you know retweeted or shared this or any time no. I post something online it's going to be shown everywhere they're going to see my face and now with like face swapping you can basically put my face on someone else's body and have me do horrible things so yeah, I just the movie kind of like exposes some of that as well um, I, I do agree with you that sometimes it can become a bit over the place. Uh, I think that after the girls do get their guns and really start set up for themselves, I mean, there's that great sequence when like they are walking and Lily is telling them, like, Hey, look, I just got here. You wanted this America the way you've told us through years to act and behave. Uh, this is what you get. All right, we're going to expose your hypocrisy. If you want to kill us for it, that we're here to fight. And it would have been nice to see maybe a second movie, but I don't think they really could have added anything to the second movie. Yeah. I do like the parade that kind of happens at the end. Um, and I, I think the uh, cover... Oh, gosh, what's her name here? Who played H- Hannah Montana? Miley Cyrus. They played Miley Cyrus' song
0: mm-hmm.
1: with a band, which I thought was really kind of cool, all the destruction and everything. And it, it does uh, you know evoke that the girls most likely did win or it could have been just a fantasy dream sequence. We really don't know. And I like the fact that uh, maybe the movie's just trying to say, look, ladies, young people, uh, you know, don't take any shit. Make your own future. And when you look at a lot of the political landscape now, there's a lot more women running for office sure. than there has been in the past. Uh, so if anything, if this movie can, you know, tell young women to, you know, stand up for themselves and be stronger uh, human beings then I'm for one all for that and I just that's what I generally like about the movie and I know I went on a long uh, tangent there and I apologize Mark <laughs> that's
0: okay that's okay it just, it just reaffirms um, I think how passionate how much you like the movie
1: yes alright <laughs> uh, but yes uh, as Mark says you can read my review over on uh, thatmoment.com as you mentioned, yes, it is probably was was yes was my favorite movie of uh, 2018. Um, but uh, any more thoughts about Assassination Nation?
0: Um, I don't, I don't think so. You know, it might be one of those movies where um, I do revisit. Um, you know, at a later date, and I might find that I like it more than how I do right now. So. No, uh I think you, you know, hit on the bulk of it and I, you know, I do think it's got a really strong message about uh, social media, which is the theme that we took for this uh pod.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh and we're not trying to say that uh social media is bad, right. but it can be used for good and for bad. And I think we made uh several examples about how it can be used for that, and as I mentioned before, with the lady uh, breaking the windshield, and that getting the most views, which I find to be very fascinating. It seems to be that way a lot of times too. Every time there's like a fight
0: mm-hmm. happening,
1: that seems to get like the most hits. You always hear it's...
0: the the famous world star whenever a fight goes down. Yeah,
1: yeah, and but someone trying to actually make a movie or a narrative feature uh, with using real life uh, practical effects doesn't get much views so mm-hmm. i was really kind of surprised about that um mark before we do go to buddy uh where can people find you online
0: uh definitely on that moment in .com, uh sure. my own website moviemanjackson.com and I uh, got two Twitter handles, um, one at Movie Man Jackson, and the other one at Mark Jacksonism. It's a little more of, um, you know, me on a personal side. Um, still has a lot of movies in, in my handle there. But, uh, yeah, that's, um, if anyone wants to f- follow me uh, on social media after getting into this spot on social media, that's where you can find me.
1: Uh, cinema Recall, We can find us here on uh, Twitter. We are at Cinema underscore Recall facebook just type in uh cinema recall and uh we do have an instagram account just search cinema recall on there i don't post things too often uh but yeah definitely check that out really appreciate it and mark big thank you for being on the show hopefully you'll be back again
0: absolutely yeah
1: all right sounds good but sounds good all right well take care everyone thanks for listening take care guys